Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide, does a certain job sound interesting to them? And if yes, how do they go about exploring it further? Now, today's episode is going to be interesting to two sets of people. One, if you're currently an international student or have been an international student in the recent past, or if you are someone who just is not very, very comfortable with the idea of networking and is just still trying to familiarize yourself with the recruiting process over here. Because I'm going to be sharing my discussion with Helen Chow on today's episode. Helen is a product manager with IBM. And before that, she came to the US for her MBA. She did her MBA from Wharton, University of Pennsylvania. And before that, she was working in Taiwan. And Helen very candidly shares the kind of challenges that she faced when she was new to the country, how she was trying to figure out the recruiting process, and how networking in particular was something that she struggled with at the beginning. And I think this discussion will be very helpful because one, it will reassure a lot of people that if you are struggling with the process or if you are finding it new and challenging, you're not alone. A lot of people face the same problems. And two, she also shares some of the things that she did to go through the process and hopefully you will find those ideas helpful yourself. So once again, I hope you find the discussion helpful. And with that, let's welcome Helen. Hi, Sonali. Thank you for having me. Hey, Helen. How are you? Thank you so much for taking the time. Welcome. Thank you. So I want to make sure that I have my facts right. So you were at Wharton from 2012 to 2014, correct? Correct. Okay. And you were in Taiwan before that? Yes, I was in Taiwan, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, in Indonesia, but I was born and grew up in Taiwan. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about your background prior to business school? Sure. Um, prior to Wharton, I was a business development manager for ASUS, which is a Taiwan-based hardware computer company. Mm-hmm. And so for ASUS, uh, I was my main responsibility is to manage and build the distribution channel uh, in Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia. So I lived in Malaysia for around four years, in Singapore for a year, Indonesia for a couple of months before I uh, moved to the States for school. Oh, very cool. Okay. And ASUS is ASUS, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. And then you decided to go to business school. What was your, what was the reason for you to get an MBA? Right. So when I was at ASUS, my main responsibility is just, is just distribution channel. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's one piece in the whole business spectrum. I would say like business, you have finance, you have strategy, you have marketing, etc. But I wasn't I did not have an opportunity to really look into other aspects. And then after five years, uh, I had great fun at ASUS. I had great fun in Southeast Asia. But then after five years, I think it was time for me to move on to a business school to have uh, a greater exposure of different experiences. And then, um, Mm. yeah, and then I went to Wharton. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's a great school to get into. Uh, Did you only apply to U.S.-based business schools? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So then let's talk about recruiting. Uh, When you came to Wharton, what were the biggest challenges that you faced as an international student as you were going through the recruiting process? Actually, did you notice any differences at all compared to what you might have seen in Taiwan? 
Right. So I would say yes and no. Yes, as in, in as an international student, I did not have the access to the jobs that require work visa and green card. So mm. that's just something that I think、uh, people should be very aware of when when they're applying for business school in the states, and then when they're doing the recruiting, there's just something laying out there. Actually, then, can、uh, you? That's yep. Can you talk about that? Like, which industries were not、uh, accessible to you because of this visa issue? Right, I wouldn't. It's not about particular industry. I would say consulting and banking are pretty open to international students.、Mm. Tech is pretty open too, but there are always some particular companies, say like startup, and、mm. uh, and there are just some companies that they don't open.、Uh, they don't. They're not、uh, applying for work visa or work green cards. Um, so it's just it's just the way it is.、Um, yeah, I think each every industry has some companies that are open to international students, and some are not.、Um, so it's it's not industry. I would say it's more like a company based preference.、Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I've noticed that especially like in tech, I would say most of the bigger companies like Google etc. will be open to international students and sponsoring your visa. But yes,、yeah, smaller companies such as startups, they probably just don't have the funds. To sponsor your visa, although I would imagine that if it's a well-funded startup, like it has Series A, Series B kind of funding, then they might be open to sponsoring your visa. Right, that's right. correct.、Okay. So basically, that's something out of our control. So、mm-hmm. I usually didn't really think about it,、um, but I did hear some frustration、uh, for some of the international students because they were not aware of that. So I think that's something that it would be nice just to know before、right. you,、uh, before anyone apply for the. Uh, the the business school in the states.、Hmm. That's a very good point. Yeah. So so this, as you said, is sort of outside your control, right? You can't do anything if the company is not willing to sponsor your visa.、Uh, but what were the other challenges that you faced? Right. So another、uh, another challenge、uh, I faced is networking. I'm、um, I'm speaking for my own experiences. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of international students are very smooth in in networking.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I am from Taiwan, and I also worked for a Taiwan based company. And so, like networking is not really part of the the culture. And then, so traditionally, we just like keep our head down and work, and we do advocate for our ideas to our managers. But like, it's always in a very subtle way.、Mm. And then, going to one, coming to another is really based on referral from your friends. Like, I never, I have very little exposure、um, to the networking event.、Um, I've been through some job fairs in Taiwan when I was in college, and then the scene is literally like. Companies to set up booths, and you go there and talk to one of the recruiters,、mm-hmm. and they will give you a brochure, and you go to the website and you apply, and that's it.、Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of any networking events,、mm-hmm. and then I、um, and I went to Wharton, so you can see how puzzled and panicked <laughs> I felt when I saw people just like I remember my first networking event. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to call out which company. So I went there, and then like people just boom, and they just start to approach the bankers, consultants, or VP in the networking event. I was. Standing at the corner and having like a cheese plate <laughs> on my hand, I'm just like, what just happened? I just I don't know what to say. And I know I prepare for my three minute、uh, elevator speech, like a, a、uh, elevator speech and pitch,、yeah. and I all the B school student had that. But I just I just you know beyond that, just like, I don't know what to say. And then、uh, there are just been some frustrating moments that I spoke to no one for the entire、yeah. networking session because I I just did not know what to say. Yeah, no, I can completely relate to that because, like, I I was from India when I 
before joining Wharton and this was exactly my experience also and also I think if you're an introvert which at least I am uh, that that just compounds the problem a little bit because I'm not very comfortable in, in just talking to a whole bunch of strangers anyway so where I guess networking clearly was the way that you saw in business school that's the way to uh, get to know the people at these companies get to know the recruiters and try and get a get an interview so what how did you overcome this this challenge so to say that you faced right so it can so even when i was not very good at networking for some reason i just got an interview and then uh i did equity research um, in hong kong for my internship and i remember there was yet another networking event uh, in the beginning as like a welcome event for for the interns and i definitely went through like some of the panicking moments and i went there and i was trying really hard to impress the analysts around me and at some point, I remember one of the analysts was like, hey, Helen, relax. This is not a network. Uh, this is not an interview. You don't have to talk about work. So have you had a chance to have fun in Hong Kong? And then this is what I know. We're all human beings. So in the networking event, yes, we want to be professional, but we also want to relax a bit and, and talk about something fun. So that is the moment when I want to rethink about this networking. And I was trying really hard to overcome that. So this is this is my tip. So I'm happy to share that. Hopefully that will be helpful. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. So my tip is uh, observe and prepare. So if you're on the same page as I was, don't worry. Like a lot of people are on the same boat. They went to a networking event and they saw people talking. They just literally cannot think of anything fun to talk about. That's cool. Uh, so come down and then try to go to the networking events that are not in your target companies. So, for example, you like you're shooting for investment banking and then you should probably go to like consulting or, or tech so that you just go there and see how people do it. Oh, and then good, good point. Yep. Like get some practice at, at in events which are not high priority for you. Exactly. You don't know how to do it, but there must be someone from your classmates. They are like so good. at. They're so on top of this. And then you go there and, and see, you just watch them talk. You don't have to. You don't have to participate in the conversation. And then you don't want to standing in the corner and having that little conversation in your head, like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing here? You went there to observe. So see how people do it. And then, um, you know, take some mental notes and go home and, and practice. Mm -hmm. So this is how I did it. That's and a, I prepare. Yeah. Did you, uh, can you share some examples of the kind of things that you observed and learned from when you went to these other networking events? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to, um, I remember I went to a investment banking networking event and I remember there was this guy, like he is famous for being super smooth uh, in the networking events. Like after the first or second networking events, like a lot of people are talking about this. Oh my God, like he is really good. And I went there and I see that and I, I start to like take notes. I, I kind of see where that comes from. So first, uh, those who are really good at networking, they did two things right. They did the company research and they're trying really hard to build a connection. So start with company research. Um, companies love to talk to people who know their companies inside out. So say if you're in a networking event for IBM, we love talking to people who know about IBM's strategic initiatives, You know, people who can make some recommendations, some comments or ask good questions. So I think one of the mistakes I made before is that I do, uh, I, I do the company research only for the interview. 
that's too late. Like if, when you're, if you really care about this company before you go to the networking event, you should have your notes ready. Mm. And the second thing is to build connections. Um, so what another mistake I make when I was in networking is that I was trying to hard, I was trying too hard to talk. I need to listen to people. So when you're building a connection, make sure you ask questions like, oh, cool. Like, how do you like Philly? Or, 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 uh, or where do you work? Or mm. where are you from? Et cetera. So do research about your recruiters. If you know who is coming, like sometimes you can get the list of the, of the attendants, like the bankers or consultants who will be showing up. Right. Um, if you know, like do their research, do your research. And a lot of them are alumni. So that's the best because you can ask them like, oh, what is your you know, favorite spot in Philly? Uh, who is your favorite professor? And then uh, and gradually you'll be able to build a bond. You'll be like, oh, wow, I, I took that class as well. It was really great. And then you can talk about that class. You don't have to focus all the conversation um, in like introducing yourself. But afterwards, in the end, you still have to like smoothly uh, change the direction to to how good you are and what what kind of you, know, you will be a good fit for the company. But at least you can it will it will relax the uh, the atmosphere a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you did you have an overall strategy for networking, uh, especially like you know you were you were new to this whole thing, and you weren't particularly comfortable with it. So did you have an overall strategy in terms of this is what I need to do in order to get interviews uh yes i do um so company research is one thing for consulting you don't need to talk to everyone you just want to have a few names that you can um, put on your cover letter uh for banking and tech uh or startup that's a little bit tricky um in general for banking tech and startups um they want to have as many advocates as possible so if you go to a networking event you want to talk to as many people as possible to get them on board. So the best scenario is that all of them will be, oh yeah, Helen is the best. We definitely need to invite her to the interview. And then if you're scared, at least shoot for the um, the mediocre scenario as in like when they see your name, they kind of know who you are. They would not say no. So mm-hmm. try not to like do anything crazy, like get drunk at a networking event. And uh, usually you should be, should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another tip of uh, networking is that when I was, at least when I was at business school, I find it very challenging to talk to many people. It's just really stressful. Or I don't know when to stop. Like once you have a conversation and then your strategy is to talk to as many people as possible, right? But what happens if the conversation just, you know, just keep going? And then, um, so my mentality is that I go to this networking event to introduce myself. And I also, I'm also determined to help my classmates network as well. So I would talk to say, you know, one of the VPs in or, or recruiters in the tech uh, networking event. So I would have a conversation, say like, you know, five or 10 minutes, like it's good. I introduce myself, I show her my understanding to the company, my passion to this industry. And then usually you will not be the only person who is talking to this recruiter. You will have a bunch of your classmates or other folks around. And then uh, this is, I would introduce her to my classmates. So, oh, have you met Sonali? And then uh, they can carry on a conversation. I'll say, very nice meeting you. And I'll move on to the next recruiter. Oh, interesting. And why would you do that? Like, I mean, I know there's a good reason for it. But like, can you talk about how that how that helped you introducing your classmates? Right. So I think one is that it would create a smooth ending to the conversation. Because it's good for us to talk to as many people as possible. So that would be a smooth ending. And second of all, 
it's just you're a good person you want to help yeah. your classmates yeah. uh, network and I think uh, when I go to the networking events I I try to think that a networking event is about finding the right fit so if the company finds my classmates fit their companies better that's okay uh, I'm happy to facilitate uh, facilitate that process mm-hmm. um, and I, I would hope that my classmates would do the same thing for me. And they are doing exactly the same thing for me. So when I'm going to a networking event, um, a lot of my classmates would give me the floor. You know, when, Once they have a good conversation with the recruiters, they're happy to introduce me. So I think that's just a, I think it's a win-win situation. And then, then in the end, like, you know, it's, it's good for, for us because we can move on to the next recruiter. Hmm. All right. So this is helpful, Helen. Uh Around networking, do you have any other advice to share or will you move on to any other challenge that you might have faced as an international student when recruiting? Right. Um, I think I think that would be pretty much of it. Yeah, practice a lot and then don't if you're not comfortable, um just try to go to the networking events that you do not prioritize that much. Make sure you do it because if you like if you're say like if drink company is Google, and then if that's your first networking event, very very likely you'll feel very frustrated and because mm. um, mm. you're under prepare. Yeah, so prepare, just prepare. Okay, all right. So then, uh, moving on from networking, did you face any other challenges when recruiting as an international student? Um, right. So another thing is um, uh, the the visa issue. So we'll kind of talk about the companies may or may not sponsor uh, mm-hmm. your visa. Yeah. And then some of the companies might withdraw uh, the visa or green card um, sponsors. It happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Oh, wow. um, and so okay. I think, yeah. I'm surprised to hear that. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So it, it does happen. And then so uh, so when you are, I think when you are at business school, you are still in a very strong position to defend yourself because you're, you can recruit and then you are allowed to stay in the States. Um, so even if you get your offer, um, I would suggest that just make sure that you, you keep a good connection with other companies and we have to honor the offer that we sign. But then if you have a good connection with, you know, other companies, then, uh, you will be able to have other alternatives when, when mm. crazy things happen. Right. But then of course, when you're out of school, um, it's, you are in a quite a fragile situation especially if you're on on the work visa h1b and if you lose your job then um you have very usually the company will give you one or two months to look for a new job um right so so yeah just to make sure that you have some backup plans and so i guess the recommendations in terms of the industries that at least you think are open to international students are consulting banking and a lot of the tech companies correct yeah okay all right, this was great, Helen. Thank you so much. Any other advice you'd like to share? Actually, I, one question I would like to ask is that uh, now that you've, I mean, you've been out of business school for about a little over two years now, what advice would you give to yourself if you could to when you got admitted to Wharton? I think, I think I'll tell myself that you're not alone. I, I feel very, very often, I remember in my first year, I very often I feel so lonely because I was, I was um, experiencing this cultural differences. There's networking I never experienced before, and there's schoolwork, and there's you know all the challenges, and then uh, there I don't know how to manage my time, etc. And very often I felt alone. And then and then you will hear people 
um, getting like gazillions of offers at the same time. It's not uncommon because there are a lot of smart people, but you're not alone. So, and sometimes you'll hear like what 10 people getting like five offers, the five offers they want the best goes to the same person. And that's the moment you're like, oh man, like I thought I'm like, okay, smart. Like, am I really stupid now? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and don't, don't think that way. You're not alone. So try to talk to people you trust. So for example, like you know, I, I have some, I, I have some challenges in, in, in uh, networking and then I didn't know how to prepare for case interviews back then. I know I do it now. Um, there are some panicking moments that, you know, you think you're the only person who is facing this challenge. But the thing is, you're not alone. Like everyone is new here. Um, so try to talk to someone you trust in your in your program or your program career advisor. And the good thing is that you're in a great business school network. It is very strong. And and if you're preparing for an interview, uh, the value of coming to a business school is your classmates. Very likely that someone will know some insights or someone is working for that particular company that will be able to help you out and help you navigate not only the interview process, but also the networking process. Yeah. Um, so don't don't be afraid to ask questions. Make sure you ask a lot of questions when you're at school. Uh, yeah, good luck. And then uh, I'm sure everything will, will work out and you guys <laughs> yeah. will be fine. Actually, you know, I, I think that's a very good point because in, in hindsight, I think that one thing which I could have done uh, which I didn't do much of, is that once I got admitted to Wharton, I should have reached out to more alumni from the school, even before I went in or indefinitely while I was in business school, and just talk to them about the experience and their and their suggestions for navigating through the program, right? I think what I did do, because I was interested in consulting, I did reach out to some uh, Wharton MBAs who were now in consulting to just get their, their tips on consulting overall and how is it and is it good bad but I didn't talk a lot about just that experience of going through the program which I which as you said right like there can be a lot of pressure in terms of academics and recruiting and all the other stuff that keeps going on so just getting advice can be helpful right exactly exactly I agree all right well thank you so much Helen this was wonderful thank you so much and yeah take care bye-bye thank you for having me bye All right, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Just before you leave, do remember to sign up for our newsletter on our website, learneducatediscover.com, where we share updates on new episodes, a lot of career-oriented resources, and a lot of other inspiring stories and videos and podcasts that we find online. So do check it out at learneducatediscover.com. You'll also find the library of all the other podcasts that we've done in the past on the website. Of course, if you have any questions at all, or if you just want to say hello, you can always email us just drop us a mail at hello at learneducatediscover.com or tweet at us at LED underscore curator. That's LED underscore C-U-R-A-T-O-R. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learneducatediscover or you can also subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, Bye-bye.